0: Welcome to The Wedding Dish. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things wedding. Today, you will hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros, as always, about life, love, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, the host of The Wedding Dish, and the CEO of both Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Uh, today I have my stinky little co-host snoring down here very loudly, Clouseau the Frenchie, and he um he has been a fartosaurus today. Um, it has been so there, we're looking at a solid chance of um a slight interruption here today. I cannot believe my guest is laughing so silently. That's an impressive skill. You're about to find out all of the other impressive things about her. She is a married human who is just absolutely delightful. Um, she is a long-distance relationship survivor. Um, she is She's a wonderful family woman, also a dog mom, a and a recovering teacher like myself. Um the founder and CEO of Teen Forward, Micah Hansen. Thank you so much for being here on the wedding dish with me today.
1: Hey. <laughs> now I can laugh out loud. <laughs>
0: Technically, you could have the whole time. I am the worst at silent laughing. I don't know how oh, yeah. you didn't like just, you know, strain a muscle in your gut or
1: something. Partosaurus almost almost sent me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he's such a little stinker. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to hear your story. Um and and I really so much enjoyed the conversation that we had offline um where when you were filling out your questionnaire for your show notes for this episode um about how much fun you were having reliving your wedding day.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. It's so much fun to sit down and reflect on like important points in your li- lives and like yeah. we don't really take the time to do that. Um very often it's really easy to just like keep pushing forward or like reflect a little bit but I'm really glad that you uh that you enjoyed it
1: yeah it was super fun especially a few years after so all the ouchy points are a little bit less ouchy and all of the good moments are like oh good it's still good it's still happy so yeah it was super fun
0: Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Um, So let's dish. Uh, Tell me how you two met.
1: So the story of how we met is like the funniest story of how we didn't meet for a super long time. We (laughs) went to the same college together for three years, very small college in Southern Minnesota. He came from Oregon. I came from Minnesota and we never met in college. And then we, I graduated. He stayed in um, to finish his senior year, and then we ended up teaching in the same school district for like 15 years. And we didn't meet for any of that time until the very end, including three years when we taught in the same building. And um, yeah, it was absolutely the craziest thing. Like we talk about it now, all the people we know in common all of the, like we have friends in common that we never, you know, never thought to introduce us or anything along the way. And um, I switched out of the classroom. I was an English teacher. I switched into being a peer coach. So I had teachers on my caseload and he was one of the teachers on my caseload. And I went in to do an interview with him and I left and I was like, oh, he's like the nicest, funniest guy. It's so too bad he's married. And that was the last I thought of it. And then over the summer of 2014, I moved out to California for a few months. He got divorced. And when we came back together to the same school in the fall, we were like, oh, hi. And it was it was on.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that so <laughs> much. I love that the story of how you met is how you didn't meet.
1: <laughs> like 20 years, we didn't meet each other. It's absolutely, literally 20 years we didn't meet. And then all of a sudden, met.
0: And how big is the school that? Or not? Sorry, let me clarify which school I am referring to in that statement. Yeah. How big is? Uh, what is it called, Saint Olaf?
1: Yeah, Saint Olaf. Go, go, Golden Girls, Rosen Island. Because <laughs> um, she was, she was from Saint Olaf. Um, really? In, in the Golden Girls. Yeah, Saint Olaf's not a real town, but um, one of the writers for the Golden Girls. Uh, went to the to the rival college in town um, and so named the like dumb person after St. Olaf. So that's the little, that's the St. Olaf story that always has to be told.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so how yeah. many people went to St. Olaf?
1: At the time that we went there, about 3,800. So oh like so little. <laughs> I mean, we we didn't have classes together that we can figure out. But we absolutely had friends in common, like nonstop friends in common.
0: That is so wild. I just yeah. like that blows my brain.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. He was in orchestra with my my college roommate. So they were in the same, same circle, same everything. And we never crossed paths at all in such a tiny. And it was a residential campus. You couldn't live off campus. So we all lived there all four years and never met.
0: How many dorms were – I have so many clarifying questions. <laughs> <laughs> How many dorm buildings were there?
1: There were like 12. I think there was about 12 okay. dorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I was
0: picturing like bigger dorm buildings, I guess. Like mm. I went to University of Maryland, so all of this is like foreign to me. Totally, uh-huh. Um where we had 38,000 undergrads. That's actually how many undergrads we had when
1: I went. Um, That's so crazy. That's like three times the size of the town that St. Olaf is in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad you did meet. Um, And what was the first thing you noticed about him?
1: That he was – he was so easy to talk to, which is funny because now I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude, like less on the stories, you know? Um, but at the time I was in love with just everything he had to say. Um, he has these crazy blue eyes, like people, one of my favorite stories about him is he went into, um, to pay for gas when we were on a road trip. And he said there were these two teenage um, girls at the counter like or like behind, you know, ringing the register. And one of them was like, your eyes are like oceans. Can I swim in them? And oh. I, <laughs> and he did not know what to do. <laughs> and I was like, that was a bet. First of all, one of them bet the other. And I was like, and they were so flirting with you. So his his eyes get good attention, too. So, yeah, that's what I noticed about him.
0: Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Um,
1: all right. Tell me about the proposal. (laughs) So, um, we, because we were long distance, um, we only saw each other about every, well, like every few months, probably about every quarter we saw each other and he was coming out. I was living in Santa Barbara at the time and he came out for Thanksgiving and we were going to go up to Carmel and, he when we when he got there right away we went ring shopping and i was like oh my gosh like this is actually going to happen i'm actually going to become a married human i'm so excited and then literally the next day i started getting sick and like flu sick and i was sick for several days i was sick the whole oh, time he was out no. and i was like oh my gosh like this can't this can't happen right now, because I knew he wouldn't propose to me when I was sick, because he wouldn't want me to remember it that way. But also, if he didn't propose, then we needed to wait until Christmas. And that to me at the time seemed like a year, like impossible. And so I'm like, get better, get better. And so we I was better enough that we drove up to Carmel. And the first night there, I got all dressed up in my proposal dress, and did my hair, did my makeup, did everything. I was like, okay, we went out to dinner, Thanksgiving. I could hardly eat anything. I had like one sip of my drink, like, because my stomach was still like, wool. And then we finished dinner, no proposal. um We started walking around. He's like walking me through this like super sketchy park in Carmel. <laughs> <mouth. laughs> I'm sure it's beautiful in the day, but at nighttime, it was like really weird. And, like nothing holding my hand I'm like can we can we get like get on one knee buddy um and then we went back to the hotel and there was no proposal and I was like how am I misreading this and so then I got then I got curious and he went to bed and I stayed up and I looked on his phone and in the notes on his phone and I found his proposal to me in the notes on his phone and I was like okay I can relax it will happen (laughs) so then the next day we went to our favorite place for breakfast and um we he was like after he's like do you want to walk down to the ocean and I was like, yeah, I would love to. I would love to get proposed to anywhere, anytime. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> and so we start walking. I'm carrying both of our food, like our to-go containers. And he's walking like a weirdo. Like he's walking, like kind of turned away from me. And like, he's never, and I'm like, why am I holding our to-go dishes? <laughs> like you hold these. And he's like, um, okay, okay so the rings in his pocket right which I didn't know and he just couldn't take his hand off the ring right so we walked down Ocean Avenue we walked down to the beach and it's gorgeous and he's like well let's sit over here and I'm like okay and I've like given up at this point we're sitting and um and he like looks at me and I was like hey and he's like He's like, Micah, he's like, from the moment I met you, and I have no idea what he said after that, because I was like, oh my God, this is it, this is it. Um, and it was it was so cool, because it was like, the beach was like, full of people, um, but we really were, it was, it was like that moment where it was like, you're the only two people on earth, and it sounds so cliche, and I can't describe it any other way than that, because it really was. I was like, nobody can hear us, nobody can see us, but there's people like three feet from us, they have no idea what's happening, it's the coolest, craziest thing. And I was so excited. Of course, I was like, I think I said, I think I said, like, like Phoebe, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll marry you. Like, I didn't just say like yes or anything. I was like, hell yeah, I'll marry you. So that was the proposal. Uh, yeah. No, it's nonstop. Nonstop.
0: What a journey.
1: And that was just two days out of the whole relationship.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. All right. So fast forward. When did you two get married?
1: We got married in October of 2018. And okay. Yeah. And we got married in Oregon um, in the most beautiful little town called Newport. Um, because his parents, his, his whole family, he's got, uh, he has two, let's see, he has a brother, two, this is all part of learning when I got, I'm an only child. So, and I like tiniest family ever. He has, so let's see if I can get this right. A brother, two stepsisters, two half sisters, and a half brother. Got all that. <laughs> in one little and I had to meet the ball and know all their names it was it was crazy at the time um and they were all out on the west coast and his grandma was still alive at the time she was like 94 95 years old and I was like if we get married out there maybe she can come to the wedding she didn't end up coming coming to the wedding but it was totally okay because we got to go visit her like the day after our wedding and we sat in her little apartment with her and she was so cute and she's like She's like, I want a five by seven picture of the two of you. And she's like, not an eight by ten because that's too big. I want a five by seven. She's like, not a not a littler one because I can't see you then. And she very specific a five by seven picture. (laughs) So we got her a picture.
0: (laughs) Hey, woman knows what she wants. I mean, I know, right? Yep. You live that long. I'm guessing you know everything you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Eight by ten is too big, and a four by five I can't see. So.
0: I mean, it checks out. That's, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's accurate.
1: <laughs> yep, totally.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you got to go see her. That is, I mean, that is still, it's nice that you were able to get married there so that, um that she was like, you know, she was still part of the celebration, even though she wasn't able to actually physically be at the wedding itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was super fun. And it was really special just to be able because we wouldn't have been able to talk to her very much. And she would have been really tired at the actual ceremony. So it was it worked out really well. We just went and had like kind of a private audience with her and she got to we told her all about it. And she got to ask questions. and It was really sweet. It was really fun. Oh, I love that. That's that's so cute. (laughs) That's
0: really nice. Uh, Were you feeling on top of your game when
1: you arrived? (laughs) no. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> no. So it, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So for those of you, if you are not married yet um and you are listening to this podcast, then you are so exhausted the day after your wedding, no matter what your wedding looks like. Um, So for for my the day after my wedding, it was the longest that I had ever sat in silence in my entire life when we were driving <laughs> up the coast after <laughs> uh, and Philippe was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm just happy. Just happy. <laughs> yep. Yep. We drove yep. through Carmel that day. Um <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> Um, and how many people did you actually have at your wedding?
1: We had, uh, about 60, well, we invited 60 and about 75 showed up cause everybody brought their kids, which ended up being just fabulous. Um, they, the venue was super amazing. I wish they were still in business, um, because it, they were absolutely incredible, but they retired. It was a married couple and they retired and sold their house. And, um, so we got married, like actually at their, at their home on the ocean and, they were super great. We they were like maxed out at sixty. They're like nobody else can come. And then more people showed up and they just super quietly like set up extra tables and it was just fine. I'm like, thank you for being awesome. Um, so that was Whoa. that was very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had oh, a bigger wow. reception in Minnesota because we both live here and had a bigger reception here with like a hundred and ten people. Oh, um, wow! After, a few days after we got back, yeah, for some reason, this introvert wanted like a big old party like, it was the most it was the most stressful thing ever
0: <laughs> like yeah big
1: parties from now on
0: <laughs> one and done
1: <laughs> yep, yep, totally,
0: oh my gosh, um, so tell me what are your top five moments from your wedding day?
1: So top five moments um, we had whales at at the wedding which was amazing which I never saw but I heard and everyone was like oh my gosh whales showed up at your wedding and I was like they did um because I was crying and you know doing all the all the things um
0: so it's we a had bit of a busy
1: day just a little yeah so while we <laughs> were exchanging our vows um apparently there were whales that were in the background spouting and doing their like little whale thing and I'm like well thanks for showing up whales. so there's always like big jokes about oh yeah we paid extra for that you know (laughs) um we did another like one of my favorite moments is we did um unity paintings because I researched for because um Dagan has two daughters who at the time were 15 and 11 um and I had seen like a lot of like it seemed like everybody did like a unity candle. And I also knew um, uh, that, so the girl's mom got married the month before we did. And so she and their family did a unity candle. So I wanted to do something a little bit different. That was like a, you know, different thing. So, and like Dagan and I are kind of different people. So I was like, what can we do? That's like not the, you know, kind of like traditional step family thing. And so I saw this thing about doing um, a unity painting instead. And I was like, that is totally because I'm an artist, Dagan's a musician, like Kira, our youngest, um, she loves to paint and everything. So I was like, that's gotta be it. So our colors were for the painting were red, orange, um, white, and like a silver gray and everyone Saw Kira, the eleven-year-old, grab the red paint <laughs> bottle, and she. We were just all squirting them onto the painting and just letting it drip. Well, she grabbed it, she squeezed it super hard, and it just like shot out. And every there's like an audible gasp, and everyone is like, "Mike is dressed," and I'm like, "I don't care. Like, throw some red on here. Like, let's make this a uh, like you know paint by number kind of dress." Um, but it was, it was super fun. So, um, just, and somebody captured the picture of her at the precise moment and her mouth is like as big as her face. And she's just laughing and is like, it's such a, such a great, great moment. Um, what else? I'm like, totally like back in that, like I'm going day by day by moments. Um, I kidnapped myself at... My own wedding, which I loved because uh, that's totally something I would do. I've, I had all these like. So I was a little bit older when I got married. I was I, I was forty one when we got married, and so I have been to everybody's wedding. Oh, the dogs,
0: and they are not fartosauruses. <laughs> they are not. They're growlousauruses.
1: Daddy just got home, so they're be excited. Uh. Um, yeah, there was so quiet and sleepy. Um, so, uh, and I was like, I want to be kidnapped, but I'm such like, I'm such a control freak, that I didn't trust that anyone else would kidnap me. And so I'm like, hey, um, I'm gonna kidnap myself, where should we go? <laughs> and so we went to Rogue Brewery is um, like right in downtown Newport. And so uh, we went there literally between pictures and the ceremony and my I was like we're going to go to Rogue and my mom is like don't you dare and I was (laughs) like oh look at that I'm 41 I will see you later and we all went to the bar had a flight had a couple of pints and then back to the ceremony we went it was lovely
0: That's such a fun idea. I love that. I also kind of love that because you mentioned that you're an introvert and you got to protect your energy. It's a long day. Yes. Yeah. With a lot of people. I mean, even for me as an extrovert, Mm -hmm. it was exhausting.
1: Yeah. It was a very, I'm not used to that level of attention and even that night after, so we had the reception we had the reception on the site, but then just you know like I said, it was a family, and they go to bed at night and so we did like an after reception party at a bar in town, and Newport's a huge fishing community, it's like super um super awesome, super like small town close and this was like a towny bar. I walked in in like my wedding dress, and it was like. I must've walked in with a glow. I've never, I mean, I had like women coming up to me and like rubbing me for luck. Um, like they were they every, I, I think I talked to every woman in that bar. And one woman was just like, what do you know? Tell me your secrets. And, and so many, so many women were coming up to me. Like they wanted to bustle my dress. They were buying me drinks. Like every, everybody was like, I was a celebrity in Newport that night. And I'm like, I was total on introvert hangover the next day, for sure, because of just all the attention. Like, dude, I don't like to, you know, this fun, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> stepping into a different life for a day.
1: Totally, totally, yeah. And like, I didn't go small with like my dress or anything. Like, I had a crown, I had like the big puffy dress, because, you know, introvert, but still wedding day. Wedding yeah, here.
0: I mean, you do what makes you happy. You do what feels like you.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm And I'm a Gemini, so I've got both sides. Ah. <laughs> Don't look ah. at me. Look at me.
0: <laughs> it's the love-hate
1: and the hate-love. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> totally.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, we are going to take a super fast break on the wedding dish, and then we will be right back with Micah, um, who is also the founder and CEO of Teen Forward, and we will find out what that is afterward too. Be right back. And we are back on the wedding dish. I am Sarah Alipin, your hostess with the mostest. Whoop! We've got we've got a guest over there. I believe that's Diego the that's dog. Diego. Uh, See, I'm learning. I'm learning. And while we were on break, Cluzo farted loudly, but Micah didn't mm-hmm. hear it. Um, I am joined today by Micah Hansen. We're talking about her wedding. Um, and I'm really excited to actually hear about some of the – a little bit um, deeper stuff too. You're So far, this has just been a hoot. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, is there anything that you would have changed during the planning process about the planning process, I guess?
1: Yeah, it was, it was really hard to plan from 3000 miles apart from each other, which I didn't really understand at the time I thought, um, you know, I guess, well, I didn't even really think about it. And I didn't know everything that needed to be planned. That was the other thing like, I went yeah. out the next the day after we got engaged, and I bought my little wedding planner binder thing. And then I started to look at it. And I was like, Oh, yikes um and like only a quarter of it ever actually got filled out um but it was it was really you know I found our wedding venue online and like sent the link to Dagan and I was like see what you think about this and he was like I don't know looks good and I was like great we'll book it um and you know he looked at a bunch of places in um Minnesota for our reception but we never got to visit anywhere together we didn't get to like pick out um you know, we kind of did um, because of the ease of of wanting to have things just kind of all flow. We did basically like a one stop shop with our um, with our ceremony venue. So um, they had the catering attached to it. They got our cake. They got our flowers. And I kind of wish that I had not gone that route. We did for simplicity. But it was sort of like, I feel like I missed out on a lot of the like fun planning, like picking out your flowers and doing all those sorts of things. So it worked, but I definitely changed that if we were going to go back and do it again.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and you weren't planning where either of you lived either. So right, it was, you were planning a destination wedding when even just seeing each other was a destination.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we never... We had never been, well, no, I take that back. We'd been to Newport once as a couple before we got married there. But as far as like anything related to our wedding, we showed up in town and I had just moved back. I moved back from California to Minnesota two months before we got married. Um, so that was all kind of happening all at the same time. It was a very, very crazy time, very busy.
0: Yeah. Moving in the middle of wedding planning is something that I would never recommend to anyone. Yep, <laughs> moving is terrible. Do it again. Um, I, I hate moving. It. I will die in this house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> moving is the worst. It is. It is the absolute worst. It really
0: is. And then like, You end up with boxes that you just never unpack because you get busy and oh my gosh. And were you still teaching because you got married in October?
1: We did, but I wasn't teaching by that time. I had been, yeah, I had been out in California for two years. Okay, Were you
0: still in the school calendar, I guess is what I was thinking.
1: I'm still in the school calendar now. I can never really get out of that. No, I was well, and I was a student then too. I was getting my PhD. And so I was in the middle of coursework while planning a wedding, while moving, while you know, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't do That's- things small. Not at all. Like the more complicated, the better for me.
0: <laughs> is insanity. Um yeah, I mean, good for you. Uh, glad you did it and accomplished it. I mean, but would not recommend.
1: (laughs) Definitely
0: not. One star on. (laughs) That's too many things. That's too.
1: Would not recommend. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It is nice (laughs) though because now I like look back and like anything that I feel like like didn't work if I look at a picture and I'm like oh like because there was some issue about me fitting into my dress because I gained like weight and stuff and like and I look back and I'm like giving I give myself grace all the time around that because I'm like if I think about everything that I had going on it's a miracle that we got married at all and yeah so it's like so it is it's like it's kind of nice to look back and be like um if I was doing it now I would do it differently but the person who's in this brain space is not that person. And she yeah. learned. This one learned to not do all of that all at the same time.
0: <laughs> and clearly you needed to learn that.
1: <laughs> I did very much need to learn that desperately.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I, can't, I just, I can't even imagine. And you went from living alone to a house with a, a significant other to, well, a preteen and a
1: teenager
0: um, yep. and then two dogs
1: two dogs. Yep. Yep. And and no like no job really. Like I was still a student. So I was at home all day and like the chauffeur for the girls um and it was like so I grew up, I mean, like I said I was an only child, so I didn't have brothers and sisters and it would mystify me when they would fight the girls because they would be at each other. And I mean, loud noises and screaming and squealing and, and things that sounded like something really bad was happening. And I would go and check on them. And the silence would be because one of them was putting makeup on the other and everything was fine. And then they were like little kittens, like curled up all together, like licking each other. I'm like, how, what, who are you? Like, how does any of this work? It was as a as someone who didn't have siblings to then become a stepmother to two teenage girls essentially was a shock. It was a culture shock to my entire system.
0: That is so fascinating and something as someone who grew up with a sibling who's only 18 months older than me mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that I have never thought about what it looks like to people who don't have siblings for like interactions bizarre
1: bizarre and especially like in the intimacy of your household where where you know you do you do whatever and the girls would fight in in the house in a way they never had fought i had never seen them fight that way because i had never lived in the house so i would you know whatever hear them on zoom and things like that or i guess skype at the time facetime um but i had never been a part of it and i was like do i intervene? Do i stop them from kill? Is it like dogs where you just let them go at it until one of them like wins? <laughs> like what's my role here? I really had no clue. Um being becoming a stepmother was like I thought I knew. Like everybody would be like, "Oh, teenage girls, like are you scared?" And I'd be like, "No, they love me." I should have been scared. Like I didn't have any- any, a healthy, a healthy fear, like just a little bit of like, um, okay, this is like, this is going to be a big, big change in your, in your world. Cause it was, it was wild.
0: Yeah, I bet. I, I'm actually, I would love to kind of hear a little bit more about that transition and how that was for you because you were going from being long distance to then moving into the house, which is a huge mm-hmm. change. And get and and it was their house, right? You didn't move into a neutral home, nope. Their house, yep. Okay, okay, because yeah. I think that is a little different too. So, you moved into two teenagers, preteen and teenagers, uh, territories, which, um, I am a territorial human, um, I which w- might surprise you. Does that surprise
1: you a little bit? Uh, yeah, sure, that totally surprises me. No, I, I, I. I can get not, yeah, like territorial in a, in a good way.
0: I, yeah. Yeah, I'm very protective of yep. um of my, like, people I love and also, like, the space that I exist in. Um, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Micah and I, by the way, know each other from outside of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are real life friends, too. mm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I R L I love it. Um so you you moved into a house that they already had their own space designated set up. Um you were getting married to, you know, becoming their stepmom. How was that process? Um in, in terms of like what was it like adapting? Were there challenges that that you had to overcome?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was um it was really like our first year of marriage was, was not easy. And, and fortunately, like, because we had been long distance, we actually had faced worse things, you know? So it was, we were like, you know, we didn't, we didn't work for three years apart to not, you know, to kind of not be successful in our first year of marriage. And, um, it was really, I think the hardest thing for me with being a, a stepmother and also having been a high school teacher was, I was like, my high school kids loved me. I was a very popular teacher. I was very, I got along with teenagers super I well. I see that. You know, and I was like the, I was like the cool teacher with the really high expectations that they wanted to make, proud of them. I was the theater director, you know, all this, all this stuff. So I just sort of assumed naturally that because they were the age that they were, and because I'm such an incredibly awesome person that they would totally love me. Wah, wah. (laughs) And it was, it was just not, it's, I think it was a very confused. I think it was maybe especially confusing because I think they really did like me a lot. And that, That was jarring, I think, to everybody because um, as teenagers, they, and especially as teenage girls, they love their mom. Like, mom to a teenage girl is like, there is nobody else on the planet except maybe like, you know, a a boyfriend, girlfriend, a significant other. Um, And so, for me to be a person who walked in and was like in their house and sharing their space and kind of a cool person, they were a little bit like, we don't know what. To do with you or with the feelings that they had. Um, And then also, I'm a super moody person. Like I just am, and I try to not be a moody person, but usually the way I protect all of my loved ones from my moods is that I would go home to my house I lived in by myself and be moody. And now all of a sudden, my home where I would be moody alone had a bunch of people in it and a bunch of people watching me to see how I would act in the world. And I was like, Ooh, um, but, but we all figured it out. I mean, they, you know, and the girls too, because their mom got remarried, they were, they were learning two new families at the same time, which I think was really hard for them. And, um, like, like really, really hard. And so, like you know as as years have gone on and now um my oldest stepdaughter bella she's in college she's a freshman in college and um you know there was definitely like there were like i joke a lot about it but there were some like really low points and um and and you know things that that should have gone a different way and had they maybe not been in two brand new families, and if I'd been maybe more experienced and and had maybe been around a little bit more, things might have gone a little bit differently. But it's like you can't live that way. You only can live with what you what you know. Um, and so it's you know every every day it's like oh okay like I'm learning a little bit more about being a stepmom and learning a little bit more about being you know the wife to someone to a, to a father with kids. Um, and like all, you know, all the social perceptions around dads and how dads are with their kids. And like, I'm super protective of him because he's such a great dad. And, you know, all of all of that has been like probably the biggest learning curve of my entire life. Um, and I love to learn things. So it's been it's been hard, but it's also been like it's been good for me. Um, that
0: is amazing. I I think. It it's really like getting married can be an adjustment in and of itself. I can't I can't imagine moving into um, like a pre made family. I I, mm-hmm. I just never because I, it didn't it wasn't something I lived through. And I I think it sounds like you worked really hard to make that a happy home. Um, I hope not at the expense of your ability to be moody. Uh-
1: <laughs> uh i still manage my i still manage my moodiness just fine yeah i i think one of the biggest things that i learned is like it really challenged like i'll say this like completely honestly i did not do a good job as a beginning stepmom like flat out did not it's just i didn't do a good job and again it's like if i could go back and do it differently i would do things so much differently um but but yeah, it's like sort of having to come to terms with the fact that it's like, I'm usually pretty good at everything that I try to do. And this, I was like, wow, like that was a big mistake. Like that was a big fail. And I spent a lot of time like, you know, apologizing to the girls or a lot of times like just being like, why did I, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why do I think that? Hmm. And so it's been, yeah, it's been a, a humbling experience also.
0: And good for you for committing to, I mean, I would expect nothing less, but for committing to like continuing to improve and, and work toward a happy home. Um, and I'm sure you're harder on yourself knowing you, I'm sure you're harder (laughs) on yourself than what their memory serves, but, um, yeah. But I I am very impressed that you um, that you are where you are after how many years has it been since you got married?
1: Three Four. years, like three, three and years, yeah, almost three and a half. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost that's
0: three. and now that's uh, you said Bella
1: yeah now mm-hmm. bella could be
0: not meeting her future husband Oh, ex exactly <laughs>
1: like... <laughs> yeah you too can be you know walking on opposite sides of the campus together with no idea who who your future person is gonna be <laughs> like
0: that is oh. so funny
1: oh my goodness yeah,
0: yeah. so I have a question. Um, Do you think that your experience as being a stepmom is part of the reason that you
1: founded Teen Forward? It's a it's a huge part of it. Um, And so Teen Forward, the kind of overarching purpose of Teen Forward is to help teens, parents and families navigate adolescence and come out the other side. And I say, you know, people are like, well, isn't isn't families kind of all encompassing and it's like no, because each of those, you know, the teens need a certain type of, of care, the parents need a certain type of care, um, and the families need a certain type of care all separately. And as I started to develop it, I was realizing that it really was my role as a step parent and as a stepmother uh, with all of the I mean, man, stepmothers, that's an archetype of like there's a you know there's a story that comes along when you become a stepmother like you pick up a lot of baggage um, that isn't that isn't yours but even and it's not even the kids that put it on you it's like society that puts it on you and I had done I looked for everything like I'm a you know I'm a researcher and I'm a teacher and a learner and so I was like all right I'm gonna figure out the step parenting thing and I found every book I could and there just there weren't the resources out there that I needed. And so that in part is, is why, you know, Teen Forward um, came to be is because step parents and not just stepmothers, you know, stepfathers too, who, I mean, if there's very few books for stepmothers, there's no books for stepfathers. Yeah. Um, There's, there's nothing out there. It's just sort of like, well, whatever, he'll figure it out. Um, And So that was definitely a part of, and, you know, one of the programs that I have is dedicated specifically to step parenting and blended families, because it really is like, even just my experience, like things, things went a good way. We all still talk to each other. We all, you know, we saw Bella at the holidays. She came to visit. It did not need to go that way. It could have gone a different way that, that wasn't that good. And, um, and that happens in families and it's really sad because it doesn't need to happen. And so that's part of what I try to do with Teen Forward is make sure that, um, everybody gets through the teen years with their values intact, with their personalities intact and getting along so that they can enter their twenties, which is such a fun age. Um, and, and be together as a, as a family that still loves each other.
0: That's amazing. I think that's such a generous, wonderful thing that you're doing. Um, it's such a natural segue from teaching too. Um, totally, yeah. In, in so many ways, because you already know how to develop that rapport with teenagers, um, yeah. and that isn't something that everybody knows how to do. Um, while it, you seem to think it may have set you back in the step parenting role, <laughs> <laughs> a I think. Bit. In, In Teen Forward, it probably sets you way, way ahead, which is amazing. I'm really glad that you're providing that resource out there. Um, And I'm really glad that you had such like a wonderful, you know, story that with any imperfections that you may
1: have seen along the way, it's still an amazing story. Definitely. Yeah. It's, I mean, I wouldn't give up any, any of it. And it's, it's really nice because it's like, since I got married older, I've always, Imagine, like, all I mean, ever since I was little, I was like, What's my husband gonna be like? Am I gonna have kids? What are they gonna look like? And so, that to have that now with all of its like, you know, you know, like family drama and imperfections and laughter and jokes and like teasing and oh my gosh, what, what, what are they fighting about now? Like, what what just hit the wall? It's like, that's my life and it's, it's like so fun. It's just, it's great, you know, and, and, yeah, it's it's exactly what I was waiting for. And it was, it was so worth the wait. Like I would say that to older brides as well. It's like, it, it was so worth the wait to get what I have now that I just can hardly even believe that I get to like, wake up in this family every day with like the husband that I have. And it's magical.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs)
1: Don't tell him I said that, though.
0: <laughs> I can't promise he won't listen to the podcast, but he won't hear it from me.
1: See, perfect. Perfect. He'll listen. He's going he's gonna to be like, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Can you like... Um...
0: <laughs> Just make that his ringtone. <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> he totally will. Well, and he's the musician, so he absolutely can. He'll write like a song about it. He'll do ringtones <laughs> and oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my God, I
0: love <laughs> it so much. Well, Micah, thank you so much for joining me today on The Wedding Dish. This has been such a fun ride. So fun. Um, I, love, I love your story so much and you're just such a wonderful human. Um, where can people find you online?
1: So my Instagram is at teenforward, all one word. And uh, my website's a little bit under construction right now, but it's making its way into the world. Um, And the address for that is micahanson.com right now. Um, But my Instagram is super active. That's like the best place to to find me. So at teenforward.
0: Yeah. And Micah, by the
1: way, is spelled with a Y. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell people that. (laughs) M-Y-K-A. And then... Hanson Owen. And now people have put their pens down. They're like, forget it. I don't even I, I don't even want to know. Never mind. <laughs> At Teen Forward will give you all the information. My name spelling, my website, my offerings, um, every my, some freebies on there, like everything that you could ever want is on my Instagram. Perfect. And workshops. <laughs> she does workshops
0: all the time. So keep yeah. an eye for those too. Um I love it. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning into the Wedding Dish today. While you're looking up at Teen Forward, you can also hit at the Wedding Dish podcast on Instagram and follow us. Um, we'll have some. Uh, graphics and all kinds of good stuff from today's episode and then um, you can visit our website theweddingdishpodcast.com to get show notes from today Um, you can also apply to be a guest if you would like to share your own wedding story Um, you can get the transcripts from today's episode because we're committed to accessibility and all kinds of good stuff So, um, and don't forget to tune in next week I have another amazing guest coming on Um, no spoilers here and also follow rate and review the wedding dish on your favorite podcasting app and until we see you again next week cheers everybody